0: Welcome to Wick My name is Chuck Wick, and with me I have my brother Paul Wick Present. and our producer Caleb. We are gonna be discussing political issues on the local, state, federal levels. Can I talk? Uh, I'm the host, so I'll do as many talk as much talking as I want. I'm not sure I enjoy that. Well uh, uh, I, do- I, 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 I that. you
1: can argue about who's gonna do more talking later. We have a show to do. You'll hey, get, we're
0: you'll brothers, get- we're gonna argue.
1: That's fine, but the people on the on the other end don't want to hear you guys arguing right now. They'd rather hear about a good conversation that you guys have right. planned for them. All right, you're right, Caleb. All right, Chuck. Well, let's uh, get to the topics. Okay,
0: we have a great show planned for everybody. Then. Welcome to Wix Planning, where we drink and we know things. Yeah! The music from our intro and outro is by Desolate, a Dayton, Ohio area band. Damn you can find band. them on Face-tu- Facebook and YouTube. Not Facetube, yeah. something, something but face Facebook and something. YouTube. Our topic today is the proposal... And Apple Music. Yes, and many other platforms, I'm sure. Our topic today is the proposal for the expanding the college football playoff system. The current proposal is to expand to a 12-team format that allows first-round buys for the top four teams. This began in 1994 when a 25-member NCAA committee assigned to explore a college football playoff detailed on a... There was a committee that met in 1994 that their purpose was to decide what was going to happen with the college football um, playoff system, the idea to figure out who was going to be the national championship because no one liked the current system. Nobody of likes the current system. The Bulls and, you know, the AP just deciding who the national championship was. Yes. Um, so, basically, they came together. They decided that they had a couple of different proposals. Uh, the first one was that there was going to be um, a one-game championship um, that was then actually – what was actually instilled was the BCS. Um, then the option B was a four-team event that the – Final Four Tournament, basically. and So 20 years later, they instilled this four-team college football playoff. Um, following that, they had uh, platforms for the eight-team and for 12-team. Um, I think what's happened now is that the eight-team idea has just been thrown out. And right now, they're going to go to the 12-team format. Um, so basically, what's happening is each would use a bracket that consists of a combination of automatic qualifiers and outlar- yeah, at-large yeah. berths, and the 12-teamer would grant first-round buys to the top I four teams. That is what is being talked about right now. Yeah. Um, I got all this information from sportsillustrated.com. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's awesome. go into a little bit of discussion about this. Um, you know, we, Basically what we went from was the AP deciding who the national champion was based on votes yeah, to sad, but, a BCS program that was based on points really that decided, you know, two teams went to a national championship game and they played and whoever won that game won it. Um, now we're in a four-team playoff system that, way- that, that is before. also decided based on a committee that's deciding based on points and their own opinions and things like that. I like that. Um, the 12-team idea, I believe, takes more of the or it takes less of the points and the opinions, and bases it more on who wins their conferences, who wins um, outright, and you know. Then basically, we're getting qualifiers from conference champions. We're getting qualifiers from at-large bids, um, and then that will then build this 12-team playoff system yes, um, and that will then decide who the national champion is um, I'm not really sure what the idea is that they're putting out there right now as far as how these 12 teams are going to play as far as what bowl games are going to play in because I'm sure based on the the money aspect of it there's no way they'll get rid of the bowl That's games all altogether. way too much money in those so they're gonna have to then put it into the bowl games like they kind of do with the four team right now so i'm gonna hand it over to caleb since this was his topic he decided that he wanted to do this um what's your opinion on this caleb
1: my boy Caleb. so the i was very happy when the college football went away from the bcs system over to the playoff system Uh, I agree. Obviously, with the BCS system, it was one and two every year, and it was not. And it it was basically who was undefeated. It didn't didn't matter who they played. It just because obviously, and this is what really made me mad is when you have the SEC schools who you know would always schedule a cupcake the game right game right before the end of their season, and that was it. Right, they didn't have back then. They didn't have the. Um, championship, you know, the conference championship game, and all that. So yeah. literally, you would have an Alabama playing uh, the Sisters of Mary Poor the second game before the end of the year, decimating them. That's and that. basically, right. they used a computer system to yeah. rate how good their performance was, and their performance was on the computer system was stellar. So it right. basically gave them such an advantage where you had Big Ten who, and to our discredit, since I am a Big Ten yes. supporter and fan we always would schedule hard games towards the mm-hmm. end of the season. We would always play our out-of-conference games right. the first four games of the year. Right. And then we'd jump into our Big Ten schedules. So you would have the Big Ten who would schedule their meet of their conference uh, towards the end, and you'd have like teams like Ohio State and, mm-hmm. and, the t- and Michigan mm-hmm. basically bashing each other to death at the end of the year. Right. Like we did back in 2006, I think it was, where it was mm-hmm. one versus two for the final game of the year, and literally... We were we got so beaten down that when we went to the BCS championship game, it was against Florida. We had, uh, you know, and it didn't do us any credit that Ted Ginn got hurt the first play of the game.
0: <laughs> In the celebration after running the uh, opening kickoff back for a touchdown, he we dogpiled him. He and- basically <laughs> sprains his ankle and he's out the rest of the game. Yeah, right. that it, was didn't do that us that any was, favors. Yeah. But you yeah, know, we but also that was had- the year that. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan were one and two when we yep. played at the end of the season. Yeah. And so that, you know, that set that up. Yes.
1: Yeah. But, you know, it comes down to it where the playoff system was a good idea. I think we've seen over the course of the year, it does breed better competition. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the four teams is getting to a point where it's the same. At least the same th- two to three every year. Right. Like, this is the first year we haven't had Clemson or Ohio State in it, at least right. one of those two teams. Right. You know, but we've had, I think Alabama's been in every single one except for one, and obviously the playoff system started in 2015. Right. So we're now seven years into it, or six, six years. Six years, yeah. And Alabama's been in five of six. Five of, the of those, six. yeah.
0: And they've won, what, three national and championships? They've won three of, three of the six In that six time well. frame, yeah.
1: Yeah, and basically it's been... Ohio State won. Yep. Alabama Clemson. Alabama Clemson. Alabama Clemson. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, it literally has, we haven't had any point where it's been any different team. Like, I thought this year we would be the first time we'd have some chance, but then as of last night, you know, we found out that, yes, the University of Cincinnati did a good job because they were able to kind of hang with Alabama. Mm. But they still weren't able to win, and then I don't know what happened last night with Michigan and Georgia because Georgia looked like a completely different team than they did when they played Alabama.
0: Oh, they killed Michigan. The and last They night. destroyed yeah. them. It was not even a game. But and in my opinion, I don't think Cincinnati really hung with Alabama very well either. Well, I mean, you know, that, but, but that was but the, kind of a blowout as well. It,
1: it was a blowout in terms of Cincinnati not being able to do what they need to do. Right. But I think if you if you watch college football and you understand. Nick Saban as a coach mm-hmm. He played his game plan perfectly He right. sat there and the first drive That Cincinnati had They were running no huddle Running the ball and just basically right. Blowing up Alabama And Cincinnati gets in the red zone Nick Saban calls a timeout I, I don't know if Cincinnati Never answered the timeout Because when they came back it wasn't the Cincinnati team That was playing from earlier Right, And it was crazy how that happened Because it was just like wow you you mm-hmm. you saw, like, a complete momentum shift from Cincinnati to Alabama. Yeah. But my theory is if they want to continue the playoff, we need to expand it so that we have equal representation from mm. all of the Power Fives. I don't think it's right where you have two SEC schools, even though... You know, you they, they can make the argument that Big Twelve didn't have a really good team this year, or Pac Twelve didn't have a good team this year.
0: Oklahoma State wasn't that bad.
1: They weren't that bad, no. And, but they, and
0: Utah wasn't that bad either. No, exactly. Yeah. And that's
1: my problem is I think to to actually have a real national champion, you have to have equal representation from all of the Power Fives.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree. Well, I think you, if you and, win your conference championship um, in those five divisions or conferences, you should be, you know, get an automatic bid to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're talking about, when you say the five, you're talking about the ACC, SEC, Big 10, Big 12, and the Pac-12. Yep. Um, so those th- those five conferences um, always field competitive teams, um, always have, you know, at least one team that could probably compete for a national championship yep. on a regular basis. So, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, it makes sense to have those five teams or those five conference champions be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I can tell you right now that there is a huge um, argument going on with the, the committees that are making this decision that the other five conferences, basically the group of five conferences that they call them, um, the AAC, the Conference USA, the Mid-American, the Mid- Mountain West, and the Sun Belt, um, they are arguing that they should have a equal share in the playoffs. So basically, their conference champion should be also getting an automatic bid. Um, mm-hmm. My issue with this is if we have the five, the Power Five conferences, we have the group of five conferences. Now you've got ten teams that are already automatic qualifiers. Mm-hmm. You only have two at large bids, which we all know if Notre Dame. Only has one or two losses that season. There's one bid. Yep. There's one at-large bid right there. That's always going to be in the playoff. Yeah. So now you've basically got one at-large bid that's left. That you know is going to be something that's going to be decided afterwards. Now my only problem with that is, I would say probably a good 99% of the time, that's going to be some other SEC team. That you know. So in this in this case, if this was the year that they had decided that, you know, you would have had Alabama and Georgia right. from the SEC. That would have made the playoff. Um, even though Alabama won the conference championship, mm-hmm. they would have pulled Georgia in as that other at-large. So now you're looking at a situation where, um, you know, Michigan won the Big Ten because of the the upset win over Ohio State. Right Now Ohio State – Still doesn't get a chance to get in, even though there's an at large bid out there, they're still not getting a chance to get right. in. And so, you know, there's still always going to be problems with it, no matter how you break it down, even if you go to the 12 teams. I mean, unless you put together a 64 team uh, playoff, like basically the basketball side of this does, <laughs> you know, you, you're not going to include everybody that's, you know, possibly going to be right. uh, competitive enough. To win a national championship so that's the issue i have with that um uh, with out, with automatic qualifiers is mm-hmm. the idea that if you if you take the conference championship from all 10 conferences you're now only at two which like i said before really only puts you at one because like i said if notre dame only has one or two losses they're going to get that automatic they're yeah. going to get that at-large bid um and so you're now you're at one at-large bid so,
1: and that's where I think you know. Obviously, I see where the you know group of five you know get have their point of view, mm-hmm. but the side of me that wants competition doesn't think they they need to. And I mean, and it, and maybe it's the whole problem of they. Yes, they are Division One FBS schools, mm-hmm. but. It's like I was talking to my friend yesterday when watching the Alabama and Cincinnati game. If you look at the Alabama team, if they were all, if they were mostly seniors and juniors, most of them are going to find a home in the NFL. That's how good they are. Right. If you look at the Cincinnati team, maybe one or two. And that's a that's a their quarterback is going to the NFL. But
0: I mean, outside of that, there's not a whole lot of other players that. And that's the thing is,
1: is when you have. A team like that going up against a team like... And even even look at Ohio State. Let's not even compare Alabama. Look at Ohio State. Ohio State currently has two people who are... Or three people who are sitting out from the Rose Bowl right now who are surefire top 10 picks. Or at right. least top 20 picks. You know... I, you can't look – I can't look at Cincinnati and go, yeah, there's, there's at least five or six top 20s there or, you know, top 32s. Right. Or I can't look at, you know, the the team that had the issue a couple years ago, at, um, UCF, where they said, <clears throat> hey, we're 13-0. We didn't and get a playoff bid. Right. I don't know any UCF players who maybe suffered like a lineman or, or a wide receiver who maybe got into the NFL, but I don't know if they're still playing. Mm-hmm. Where – and that's my problem is I understand they would think they need to have representation, which maybe they do, but I think if we do if we go to a twelve team playoff, I think it needs to be the winners of the power fives of their conferences. It needs to be the highest ranked via the AP and coaches poll of the non-power fives. Just mm-hmm. that one, because that one has that one team has proved that hey, maybe they have a shot. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones need to be high ranked power five teams. So, right. in the case of like Ohio State or Georgia, they'll get in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but don't have them be, don't have them meeting the team they lost to until maybe the semifinals, if need be. Cause I mean, if you look like if you look at the basketball tournament, you would mm-hmm. have teams like Duke and North Carolina, they're on opposite. Fields of the tournament brackets so that they're not playing each other until later on.
0: Right. Not until at least the, the uh, Sweet 16. Right. Sweet 16 or even the Elite 8. Elite 8, yeah.
1: They're not going to have them facing each other in the round of 32 or, or the no. round of
0: 64. No, of course not.
1: That would be stupid.
0: Not unless one team was really horrible that year. Right.
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> Duke is number one, and North Carolina is number 16 in the same bracket. That would, that, yeah, uh, that I've would never seen a, that happen.
0: Yeah, that would be a, a farce for sure.
1: <laughs> but that's at least that's my interpretation of it. And, you know, obviously you have the naysayers who are like, you know, top four is fine because you've got to worry about the kids and their schedules and their breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I checked college ends usually right around the first week of December Mm -hmm. and doesn't reconvene until at least the second week of January. And some don't even go back until after Martin Luther King day. Right. So the whole, well, we have to worry about their finals. Doesn't float with me because we've already extended most, at least the most power fives have already extended their conference schedule out to at least the first week of December Mm -hmm. for the, the conference championship game. Now, obviously that's only including two teams, but still, that's two, that's two teams – or that's two universities well, Across are, 10
0: different conferences, and you're actually yeah. talking about 20 teams now. Exactly. So
1: yeah. I, I – and I think it's when they sit there and go, well, we have to worry about the finals and their schedule. Okay, so football, you have to worry about that. But mm. basketball, we're going to throw it right during the middle of the spring semester, right, right. towards the end of the spring semester. Right. And we're talking uh, 72 teams now. I think they've expanded it to. Because you have the first know. four that play on yeah, Tuesdays, but that puts
0: it at sixty-eight. Okay, maybe Is it's sixty-eight it? then. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I know you have the, you have sixty-eight teams at sixty-eight universities, <sighs> right. who at least for the first week are not paying attention to finals or classwork, or if they are. Right, it's, it's during the. But I
0: think a lot of colleges also. Well, the the March Madness is scheduled. I think where it starts is right around their spring break. Yeah. From from school, so I mean, you're you're also have that. But I mean, we all know to us. I mean, and I don't mean to to put anybody down and with a statement, but we all know that the greatest players in college aren't really. Um, Focused on studies, let right. put it well, that no, way. No, you're true. You yeah. know, they're 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 taking the courses that they have to take mm-hmm. to be able to compete in their sport. You know, and and getting the grades that they have to get to be able to compete. Yeah. Um. So you know, we're not. You know, I mean there are some. Don't get me wrong. There are some athletes that are very good scholars as well. You know, there's the scholar athlete you know is is a big thing they give awards for that and everything as well but that also should tell you something is that the fact that we have to give an award right for a scholar athlete tells me that there's not too many of them out there no. that are focused on getting you know a 4.0 in their classes as well as being a successful athlete as you know right. on the field so
1: and that's and that yeah i mean obviously you have some you have some football players who you know, they go like obviously. Um, more recently, had Braxton Miller, who stayed for his fifth year, right? And his fifth year senior, obviously, he was done with classwork before the football season started, so he already graduated, but he still had that fifth year of eligibility. He was doing real estate. <laughs> you know, he got his real estate license. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you got you got some who
0: obviously. wasn't he taking graduate level classes though? I think he, oh, yeah, yeah, You have to be enrolled. Yeah, in he some was enrolled still, but
1: he did, but he had his bachelors already. Right, right. But, you know, you got some people who do focus on that, but the majority of them are, you know, they're... Right. And like I've explained to people, they are there to basically hone their craft mm-hmm. and to basically make sure that they can get into the NFL. That is right. their overall goal. The they're highest not, level players, yes. They're, they're, they're not that's what focusing on if I can get my, you yeah, know, bachelor's in chemical engineering. Right. <laughs> you know, there might yeah. be some... But I doubt they're ones who are looking at the probably a lot of
0: liberal arts and communications degrees and stuff like that. Not you had the one, you know, the technical degrees. You had
1: the one uh, NFL player back in 2020 who he has his doctorate, Mm -hmm. and he he basically gave up his season to go up to Canada, I think, and be a doctor for a whole year to help out with COVID cases. Hmm. So I mean, you have some. I don't even know about that. Yeah, I think he's I think he's Minnesota Viking player, but really, yeah. Hmm. But I mean, obviously. He he chose education as well as football at the same time, and then you have right. obviously like Alex uh, Alexandro Villanueva, and I probably butchered his name.
0: Right. Who? You know, Alessandro he, Villanueva. Yeah. Yes. Well, he okay. went to a service school, but you know he yeah. did his he did his time. Got his. He served in the army, yes. Yeah, but and you he know, was, he, yeah, he went to West Point. I, know, I believe. I just, yeah. Yeah. No. but I'm just
1: saying he went to, like, and that's another thing is if you've got Army who had a good season this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got their butts handed to them by Navy, <laughs> but you know they had they. This is the first year they were ranked, and you, they could make an argument saying, "Hey, why are we not representing?" Because obviously, we don't have a conference because of
0: our, they're an independent school. Yeah, yeah, just like Notre Dame. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and obviously, Notre Dame is one who could always make an argument. But I, you know, my problem is is with Notre Dame, you have every other sport in the ACC except for football.
0: They make too much money as an independent, and that's to, and that's the thing to is to align is themselves with the conference.
1: These schools who sit there and say we want to stick to four bowl game or four uh, semifinal game or three semi- or two semifinal games with mm-hmm. four teams, you can't tell me they want to do that because of any other reason other than money. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sorry if you expanded it to twelve and used all of the big bowls. That's a good payday for every single university that's attending that. Right. I mean, you're talking... Last night we have three bowl games, We, which obviously two are the two semifinals. Today mm-hmm. you have three that are part of the New Year's Six, mm-hmm. which obviously three last night, three tonight. So there's 12 teams right there because mm-hmm. there's six games. Right. And all of them are all the major bowls. None of them yep. are, you know... Pet uh, Smedley Ford, you know, right. Alamo Bowl or anything like that. It's, well, the, I guess Alamo Bowl might be big, yeah. actually. I don't know. But but you don't have any of them being small bowls. The Tired
0: Discounters Bowl. <laughs> <and> a, <laughs> right. You know, Bob's Transmission <laughs> Bowl. and Yeah. They have so many bowls now, it's like, what is there, like 35, 40 of them or something? They
1: start, I think they start December 12th. I think that's yeah. the first ga- bowl game. Yeah. And it goes all the way until January 10th, which is the yeah. national title game. Right. Which the national title game is always sponsored by wherever it's located at, which I think mm-hmm. this year it's at the uh, Chargers and Rams Stadium, I think. SoFi Stadium, I think it's where it's at. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it just goes to show you, it you know, college football for the universities is a money game, and now mm-hmm. ex- and especially now mm-hmm. with the at least with some states, I don't know if every state's legalized it yet, but with the uh, name image and likeness right. Nil right these players could be making serious money off off of their name and all that kind of stuff during mm-hmm. the bowl games mm-hmm. and the schools could make a hefty payday too yeah I mean that's why Sisters of Mary poor plays Alabama they're not playing them because they think they have a chance to win no they're paying them they're playing them because Alabama going to pay that school a crap ton of money mm mm-hmm. To lose, basically. Right. But, just to show
0: up, basically.
1: But that that money goes to enrollment, goes to mm-hmm. help out the school, all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: So, yeah, they're not going to turn down that opportunity. I mean,
1: that's kind of why I right. think, what, what's the team? We always, play, we always play one local Ohio school. Yeah,
0: Ohio State always plays, like, Akron or, um, uh, what is it, uh, Youngstown State mm-hmm. or one of those schools. It's another Ohio school that's usually not... Um, at the same level as them, but they usually right. play that that team the first, second game of the season. Yep. And it's kind of a, a, a ramp up game. It's like, okay, we're gonna get out there and we're gonna get all our players some time on the field um, against a team that we pretty much know we're gonna beat. Yeah. Um, no matter who we put on the field, we know we're gonna win that game. And it gives them that game time experience to be able to get out there and play. Um, you know, I mean, it shows because, I mean, when you have freshman players at you know, quarterback or running back like Ohio State did this year, yeah. they needed those games at the beginning of the season to get themselves into game form, you know, and, and had they not had those, those kind of uh, lower level games and they'd started off right into the Big Ten schedule... Um, things may have been different. There may have been some losses in there to teams they shouldn't lose to. I
1: mean, we had, we, do we, we played Akron this year? Who? who, who, who Uh, who I can't remember who, but it was the fourth game and Stroud sat out because Stroud just needed to recover from Mm -hmm. being beat up by Oregon's defense and um, Mm -hmm. Tulsa's defense. And we had our we and it was allow, it allowed us to see our second string quarterback, which I think helped.
0: Yeah, I think McCord is actually a good quarterback, and I, I think too. he could he could be serviceable in the uh, in the future too. So I mean, I think yeah. that's a good uh, a good way of looking at it. Um, there's a, another aspect of this I want to talk to talk about as well. So I'm going to go into this as well. It says also there is some talk from coaches that the regular season would need to be shortened to accommodate the additional playoff games adding playoff games without adjusting the regular schedule would take away open dates, the week between conference championships and bowls starting and when, and would most likely make the players have to show up earlier in the year to start preparing. Um, so basically what they're saying is that we are adding in these playoff games. If you've got 12 teams, now you're talking about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, several weeks of just dealing with playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, you're going to have all of these extra games that fill in for these teams. So now you're talking about, you know, having to start earlier in the season yep. preparing. You're going to have more games throughout the season. You're going to have less time off right. in between games In you know, in in between the end of the season and bowl games. Because a lot of teams, you know, especially the motor competitive teams the more um you know the higher level teams get a pretty good break between their conference championship and when they play their bowl games it's usually three four weeks you know they get time to prepare and all this stuff but you're gonna have to take a lot of that out when you add in all of these additional playoff games that they're gonna have to play um so you know you're talking about three four weeks of playoff games before you get to the national championship so um I I agree to a certain extent that I think that the the schedule is going to have to be shortened yeah. because of that. Um, I think right now you're at like 12 games when you include the tra- the conference championships. 13. And so you're you're going to have to probably dial that back to about 10 games. Um, you may have to take one or two of those games away. Yeah. Um, to make that possible.
1: I mean, so and here's here's my uh, here's my counterpoint to that. You know. A lot of the players in the power fives are hoping to get into the nfl at at some point and if if they are wanting to do that you know a good example is this year as well as last year you only have one team who gets a bye so that mm-hmm. one team is the only team that gets a rest between the end of the season and the playoffs right and this year they have 17 games instead of 16 games. So you have they're adding an extra game into there. And they're going as soon as that game's over, you know, I think the first set of wild card is on Saturday. So mm-hmm. you finish the season on Sunday, you only got and by NFL rules, you had to take Monday off. So you only got Tuesday through Friday to prep if you, mm-hmm. if you are one of those teams. Right. <clears throat> and obviously right. if you are one of the teams in the top 12 or in the 12 team t- playoff I think it's just good you know momentum to get your stuff going again, honestly. I don't think it's I don't I don't like the I mean I, you know maybe going down to ten games might be feasible mm-hmm. but I don't unless unless you just focus on just in conference play and not out of conference play, I don't mm-hmm. think you can do it
0: well I, and that may be what happens then yeah. you know you're gonna have to get rid of some of the out of conference games. Um, to make it possible, um, yeah. but I mean, I think that adjusting the schedule is something that's going to have to happen based on, you know, just the fact that you're adding so many games to the end of the season, right? Um, yeah, you know, and, and, and I understand your comparison with the NFL, but the problem or the difference is that the NFL, these players, all they the the yeah. sole reason for living is football, right? Right your college, it's not your sole reason nope. for living. You're You've got to, to take to school. classes. You've got to be involved in, you know, in everything to do with that university, you know? So it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, um, you know, just I'm, I'm a football player and that's right. it. You know, when you get to the NFL level, you're, you're being paid lots of money. Your, right. your, your entire life from, basically from about July or August, all the way through to January mm-hmm. is football, All right. you know, and that's it. And they have that entire off season also to, you know, recover from injuries to right. to get themselves prepared for the next season, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. So,
1: I agree. Like I said, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm doing the math in my head while you were talking. So we had the new year six bowls, which obviously that would fill the 12 teams. So then you take, uh, Next week that would be down to six teams, so you'd be three bowls. And then you'd be down to from that down to Well Well, if you do twelve teams, you'd have to have two buys, wouldn't you? It says four. Four buys.
0: Yeah. The first round buys would go to the top four teams. Okay. That's the way the it's per it's um proposed.
1: Because that would, yeah, because I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, if you go if you go from 12 teams, then you go down to six teams, then you go down to three, and I'm like, wait a minute, one's going to have to have a bye, and that how do you decide mm-hmm. that before the final? So right. I'm like, okay, so maybe that yeah, makes sense if you go down. To, so basically it would be top four would have a bye, and then five through 12 would play each other, which that would be, that'd still be weird, because that'd be seven teams, wouldn't it?
0: Five no, I mean you got the four uh, teams that are a buy. Yeah. Then you've got eight teams that are oh, playing, eight. so that yeah. Yeah. that waters down to four of those. So four then you have got eight yeah. teams that are playing. Yeah. Which then goes to four, then to two. Okay. So, so yeah, that, that's how so. the format would work. Um, that's why they would have the four teams. They couldn't do two because then you would end up with an right. odd number of teams. Yeah. So they have to do four with a twelve team That's, yep, yep. and it's and it's what the nfl used to do before yep. they added the, the extra wild card yep. um a few years ago um and it used to be two teams on each side yep. each conference who had a bye and you had the rest of the teams playing on wild card you know uh saturday and sunday yeah so this is kind of the same format our idea is they're kind of going to this idea of what the nfl was doing so, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think I, I understand the idea. Um, yeah. and I understand them trying to make it a little bit closer to what the NFL does because these players, like you said earlier, these players, they're, you know, at least the top NFL players – or college players are. Are trying to get into the NFL, right? So you're you're looking at players that are that's their goal. So making it more like that is a different thing. But there are 119 Division One football teams, um, and each carries 70 to 100 players. This works out to approximately 10,000 college football players. Uh, the NFL each year has a seven rounds where 32 teams pick one player per round. This is 224 players out of nearly 10,000 that mm-hmm. even have a chance to play professional football, yeah. okay that you know not all of those players even end up being signed to long-term contracts. you know even the ones that get um, even the ones that get drafted, it doesn't mean that you're right. guaranteed a long-term contract with any NFL team. Um, so the rest of these players are getting an education planning for their future off the playing field right they're yeah. not, they're not looking at the nfl as a as a career they're looking at what am i going to do when i get done with all of this so you have to take in consideration that when you're comparing this to the nfl you're comparing a very small portion of college football players that are going to go to the nfl Mm -hmm. and the rest of them you will have nothing to do with football again right you know um or maybe in a coaching type of uh you know atmosphere they'll get into, but right. I mean, at the most, they're not. That's going to be the most they're going to get into as a coaching or something. So right.
1: Well, I mean, you got like Brian Hartline, who's currently the wide receivers coach for Ohio State. He mm-hmm. made it to the professionals, played a couple of years, mm-hmm. retired, and mm-hmm. became a coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, like I said I guess I guess mean, that's, if that's what he wants to do, that's a dream job, obviously. Right. <laughs> right. But obviously, that's no. That's nitty here or there talking about playoffs, but. um like I said, I I honestly think, and it, it's it's not just as of this year, but it's been a couple of the past couple of years where we've had teams like Clemson, like Alabama, who are always in there, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like, I want fresh blood. Like, I, I want to see, and I thought this, like I said, I thought this year was the year we would have that opportunity to see, but, you know... For some reason, maybe it's just the way Kirby Smart prepped and the way Mm -hmm. Nick Saban taught him how to prep. Yeah, but it seemed like Georgia had every answer for Michigan, and yeah, and Alabama had every answer for Cincinnati.
0: Well, I mean, and I and I understand why Cincinnati was put into the playoff based on the fact that they were undefeated and they beat Notre Dame, and they you know they had that was their only big win, they didn't have any other big wins. Right,
1: but I think the committee. And obviously the committee always consists of at least one athletic director and then a bunch of mm-hmm. former current athletic directors and people from outside. I honestly think the committee did not want to have another UCF incident mm-hmm. where you have a team who is undefeated and right. they're basically left out of the playoff for a team who has one loss or two losses because the next team up would have been Notre Dame and Notre Dame had two losses. Right. Right. If it wasn't going to be Notre Dame, it was going to be Ohio State. Right. Which, how do you put Ohio State in the fourth slot to play Alabama when their last game that everyone saw them in was being slaughtered by Michigan? Right. You can't. I mean, you could do it, but the optics would have been horrible. Right. And then you can't put I Notre mean, Dame honestly, ahead of Cincinnati when Notre Dame lost
0: to Cincinnati. The question is, is that what would have been more competitive? Would mm-hmm. Ohio State, in that position playing against Alabama would have been more competitive against Alabama or is Cincinnati in that situation more competitive with Alabama? Right. My opinion, a two loss Ohio state team still would have been more competitive against Alabama than an undefeated Cincinnati team. I agree. And I think that's what the committee is looking at. Not necessarily are they looking at records, but are they looking, they're looking at who has a chance of winning this, you know? And, I don't mean to be. I mean, I even went to UC myself, so don't don't get me wrong. I'm not a homer. <laughs> I I root for UC. I you know I love the school, but I mean, you have a nephew I, that goes to UC, so, yeah. And it's just I would not have been.
1: Or does he go to Xavier?
0: He goes to Xavier. Okay. But, <laughs> um, but you know, I I would not have been one who would have voted for Cincinnati to be in the playoff I just because I don't feel like they would have been competitive. Right. And I think that was shown by how they played against Alabama. Right. And, exactly. and that's just, that, that's my opinion solely. I don't want to you know say that it, that opinion belongs to anyone else. That's my opinion. But I think
1: his opinion does not matter to explaining as a whole, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it is shared by two of the three <laughs> members of explaining. Yes. So.
0: so, you know, and, and to go on to the next thing I have written here, uh, there are analysts that say that the water, the playoffs would become watered down if we add this many teams. The playoffs should be difficult to get in, and adding teams to the playoff lengthens the season and allows more games for players to get injured. Uh, this isn't pro football and should be kept separate from it, not mirroring its setup. So basically what they're saying there is we need to take in consideration these are amateur players, Um, and they're still trying to build a career going forward, playing more games, playing more often with less breaks, puts them in a situation where they could get injured. And this is not pro football, pro football. These players are getting paid a lot of money to go play all these games. And if they get injured, they get injured. It's just, it's the, it's the nature of the game, but. You know, it's a lot easier to deal with being injured when you're still living on a $40 million contract as opposed to a college player who gets injured. And, you know, now they got nothing, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're not living on any contract. They have no money coming in as a college player. So, you know, there's, there, there's a vast difference there. And I think that that needs to be considered. Um, in the in the playoff uh, format,
1: and well, with you just mentioning that, obviously this week being an Ohio State fan, you know we we were looking pretty good going into the game with Utah, mm-hmm. but then on Tuesday it was made public that Garrett Smith was going to opt out. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Sorry, Garrett Wilson was going to opt out. Chris Olave. And, and Chris Olave was right after him. Mm-hmm. Those are two of our top three receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they played all year long, and then four days before the game, you're telling the offensive strategy to just change everything because right. now you're going down to just one starter receiver. Even though our backups are pretty good, they haven't played all year, right? And one running back, and then telling yeah. C.J. Stroud, a true freshman, "Hey, buddy, game's
0: all on you." Right, but and now all you have is Smith and Jigba, Smith and as Jigba, your yeah. as your sole. Um, you know, receiver, star wide receiver, you know, and you've had three all season. <laughs> yep, three of the best receivers in the country. Yep, all season. I was gonna say, Garrett now Wilson's you got one.
1: projected to go in the top five, and Olave is projected to go in the top fifteen right. in the NFL they draft. Will,
0: they will both be in the first round. Yeah, and, and here's, so I, I and I'm not angry with them for opting out because well, I no, feel like that was my point. Yeah. Was
1: as you just mentioned, you know, they're opting out, and I had to explain this to my mom. They're opting out because their future is in the NFL. They know they're going to get drafted, and they're going to get drafted high. Yeah. Which, obviously, uh, I think it was the collective bargaining agreement a few years ago, where, depending on your draft pick, is what your starting rookie contract is going to be. Yeah. If Olave and Garrett played and got hurt.
0: Right. That could really That could
1: jeopardize their their future and their draft stock. Yep the last thing i would want and then this is me being a self this would be me being a selfish fan for ohio state was you know get out there and play i don't care but they're looking after their future right it's just like with exactly. me if i had an opportunity at a different at a job and i basically my job my current or my current job says well i need you to go and do this and it's it, it could jeopardize my future standing with a new job I'm not gonna do that right because I'm looking at my future I'm looking right. at what my potential is in the future
0: especially if you're looking at a huge pay increase or something yeah. you know you're not going to jeopardize that pay increase and that's what they're looking at they're going from being college players to being drafted and probably in the top 15 of yeah. the draft which you're talking about multi-million dollar deals mm-hmm. here you're you know you're talking about multi-year. Right. Multi-million dollar. And we
1: years. had, uh, obviously, a couple years ago, Ohio State had a coach, which I won't name, but people will, knew if you're a Ohio State person, you're going to know. He would sit there and say, I don't care what your draft stock is. You're part of the team. You signed on to be a team. You play for the team. Mm-hmm. Well, then our other, uh, we got another coach who came in and basically, you know, he talks to all of his players about their draft potential and says, hey, mm-hmm. if you have a shot, I will back you 100% and tell you to go take that shot. Right and he basically was like okay yeah I mean if you know we we had obviously our uh, right. li- our defensive lineman two year three years ago who now plays on the Washington football team who basically mm-hmm. he saw that hey I'm gonna be a number one or number two pick right I don't want to get hurt because that's the problem especially like with a wide receiver not saying college players are dirty but if you know that you're going up against someone that maybe can get in the NFL and make money, are you not going to be targeting them a little bit more?
0: Right. It's going to make you look better if you can shut them down. Exactly. So you're going to do whatever you can to shut them down, which may end up being some dirty tactics involved yeah. in that. And that's why, um, I'm,
1: that's why I don't – I like I said, me being a selfish Ohio State fan, I want them to play. But me being a person who knows that, hey, they're looking after their future, mm-hmm. I'm okay with them opting out, and I understand where that guy is coming from where he's like, you know, if they water, it could water the system down. Yeah. More opt outs. I can, I can understand that. Right. I mean, I guess well, and it's, the
0: idea is that they don't want to, you know, I mean, they're, they're trying to get away from getting hurt. They're also looking at a game that honestly doesn't really mean anything. Right. You know, they're not playing. in. if I think if they were playing in the playoff and had a chance at a national championship, mm-hmm. those players wouldn't have opted out. They would have stayed and they would have played. Um, but you're talking about a game the Rose bowl against Utah that, honestly doesn't mean anything to the season. You know, it's just another game, you know, and and these players are looking at it as, why am I going to take this chance of getting hurt in a game where it means absolutely nothing, you know? And even all the way up through the Michigan game, when you're talking about Ohio State, those games still meant something because it was still a possibility of making the national championship. Yep, exactly. Now that's done, no chances. Now you're looking at, a game that means nothing to nope. the... It's to all the, bragging rights now. Yeah, it's all just, you know, winning the Rose Bowl and, you know, possibly ending the season in that top, like, maybe three or four yeah. um, ranking in the AP and all of that. But, I mean, uh, otherwise you're not going to get anywhere no. other than that. So it's it really doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah, like I said, if if our team was in the playoffs, I could see Olave and Garrett and a lot of the other people. right maybe playing. Mm -hmm. But like you mentioned, it's the Rose bowl. Like, I mean, yeah, the Rose bowl still has for a lot of big 10 people. It still means a lot because it is the granddaddy of them all. And it Mm -hmm. was always big 10 versus Pac 12. So it is one of those where it has a little bit of nostalgia, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, right. I mean, going back to just talking about Ohio state and not the playoff, you know, I, at the beginning of the year, when I saw our lineup and saw how many young people we had, I honestly would have been happy just finishing the season with a winning record. Mm-hmm. I had no idea we could go ten and tw- ten and two. I mm-hmm. thought I thought, especially after the game against Oregon, I was like, "Well, phone this in. We're, right. we're, going, we're going to go six and six, and that's it."
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but I I wouldn't have been surprised if we had three or four losses. Yeah, you know, by the end of the season. And, I mean,
1: and that's my biggest issue right now is with the current playoff system and not having an automatic bid if you win your conference championship it makes every game feel for the whole season as if a title eliminator and mm-hmm. i don't like i don't i think that puts a little too much stress on the players and the coaching staff yeah because you know Unless you're in Alabama or a or Ohio State, well, which Ohio State finished sixth in the nation mm-hmm. at the final poll before the final games, right? You know Alabama obviously lost early on to Texas A&M, but somehow still finished number one in the nation.
0: That was the win over Georgia. In the SEC right. championship right. is what it did and,
1: and you know we lost to uh, Oregon at the very the second game of the season. Mm-hmm. and still finished up that. But you have other teams who, if they lose to those teams count them out. They're not going to get in the top 15, top 20 ever again. Right. And that's what makes me just kind of not happy with the way the system is cuz it just makes it feel like the even knowing, I mean, yeah, you know, Big 10 has a lot of tradition, SEC has a lot of tradition in their games. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of trophies they play for. You know, they the game should be fun. Like, you know, when you look right. at the when you look at the NFL for an example, Okay, your team loses to the Patriots one week and then you have obviously you're playing them this week. Mm-hmm. If you win them, you win your division. There right. is it is and it's not like you guys didn't lose the when you played them the first time and you're like, "Well, season's over, we can't we can't we have no shot of getting to the finals now."
0: Right. I mean, I'm a Bills fan and the Bills are 9 and 6 right now. Yep. And they're still in the f- you know, leading the division because of the win over the Patriots, yep. and now they're in the possibility of being in the top four yep. of the playoff rankings as well. So, I mean, like you said, I mean they've lost six games, and they're still in the running to to make the Super Bowl. Yep. You know, I mean, there's even analysts that are still picking them as a favorite <laughs> to still make the Super Bowl. Yep. You I know, mean, so.
1: I, I mean, I have I at least have them going to the divisional round. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that I, I, I would actually be very surprised if it doesn't end up being Kansas City and Buffalo again for the AFC Championship. I yeah, um, I'm, but, I'm, <laughs> but yeah,
1: yeah I'm, talk about like I said the college way. Mm-hmm. I just I think it it feels that it's just too much of it's instead of being every any given Sunday or Saturday technically for college. Mm-hmm. It, every game just feels like it's a title eliminator, and I don't. Right. I think that puts way too much pressure mm-hmm. on kids who are there for school, and mm-hmm. not for sport. Right, sports. They're you know they're they're work should be secondary. Should yes. be their secondary. Right, and I think that that and that is probably a lot of our culture has happened yeah. with that. Like our culture has demanded this. Yeah. And I think we need as a culture and as a, as, a team, as a as a as the governing body of the NCAA, mm-hmm. they need to look at it as a I mean, and like I said, they are looking at it as a business, so it makes sense that they are right. trying to force it that way. But like I said, I think it's the way they they look at it as a business, but they also look at it as you know, before the NIL came out, it was well, they're college uh, kids, you know. They're they're getting free board, they're getting free mm-hmm. books and tuition. We don't need to worry about them. Where you're, you know, this university sitting there packing billions of dollars away, or mi- not really billions, but millions of dollars yeah, away. At least, mm-hmm. and they're not sharing it with them. But yet, you're putting all that pressure on them that hey, you have to go out there and you have to win this week. If you don't, we're not going to get to a bowl game. Right. Yeah. It's like,
0: I mean, it it does take some pressure off. I mean, it allows teams that, you know, maybe with one, two, or three losses to still be able to make the playoff because if you win your conference championship, then you still have that opportunity. I mean,
1: last year we had a losing record team in the NFC East make (laughs) it to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, obviously, college probably wouldn't have that happen. No, not likely. But Not likely. I mean, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if you weren't, weren't forcing the topic that every single game counts and matters and right, has to matter. Right. That might allow us to have, you know, because that's the thing is, is if you look at the top 10, all of them are at least two lost teams. Yeah. And that's ridiculous that you're putting that much pressure on a team that say, well, you can't have any. Like, everyone sat there and was like, well, they that's a lot one lost team. They're not going to get in the playoff. Right, and that's a that's like kind of stupid because it's like mm-hmm. you know the look at the two teams who are in the final right now. They both have one losses. Yeah, I mean the one loss to geor uh, the one loss in Georgia's column is to Alabama, and the one loss to Alabama is Texas A and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean it's it's crazy, but that's the way I think it should be. Like if there's an undefeated team, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think if there's a, lo- a loss, one loss or two lost team that's even i think that's a little bit better cuz it shows a little adversity that they had to face and they had to overcome mm-hmm. and i think that would make a better story for a playoff honestly
0: right so the last point i wanted to cover on this is that the current playoff contract uh, is going through 2025 and but if they can get this approved um very soon they may be able to make this into effect by 2023 so um I mean, it, I, I don't know if it's a good idea to push it through that quickly. Um, I think there needs to be some more talk about how it's going to be done, what bowl games are involved, and things like that. Um, so I think maybe the idea should be um, that if it is approved, it should be pushed out to that 2026 season, and that's when should the 12 teams should start. Um, that's just my opinion. What do you think?
1: Um yeah, I mean I've, I I I for some reason that 2025 number is coming up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of the college
0: contracts right now are set at the 2025 They, they are. Like
1: that's when Texas that's and season. Oklahoma are jumping to the SEC. That's when University of Cincinnati, Tulsa, UCF and there's one BYU Are joining the big 12 so maybe Mm. that i don't know maybe that's when they're doing a bunch of contract right structuring but yeah obviously with any within these uh, conference changes if the school wants to go earlier they can but they have to pay a huge buyout to the current conference right i think like texas and oklahoma the buyout with the big 12 is like 25 million dollars which i'm like if you have a school that can pay that then you better be paying your Staff a lot better,
0: (laughs) you know. (laughs) Well, and those schools can't afford it. They they, they make a lot of money on football. Oh God, yeah, they do. Especially anywhere down there in the South. The South is huge for football, just like the Midwest is for the Big Ten. So you know, I mean, it's they have the money. It's just whether it's necessary to pay it or not. I mean, in in my opinion, I think you should just wait out the contractor on. You know. Allow all of this stuff to settle and figure out what is going to happen and then move into it when the contracts are done. Um, you know, I mean, that's how it would be done in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't, and I think you wouldn't get out of a contract. The contract would be whatever it is.
1: Right. Which obviously, talk, talk, uh, contract with NFL. NFL just signed that massive one with DirecTV for like $100 billion for the next yeah. 10 years for NFL ticket. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, like I said, that's NFL, not college. But I think. Right. If, if they want to do I, I would honestly 2025 would be the year I would think that you need to look at it and structure it. but if they want to leave the four team as as needed for that year mm-hmm. and wait until the dust settles for the restructuring of the SEC because obviously SEC is adding two teams they're not losing anybody right They already have 14 teams. so that's now 16 teams. Which I don't know how you're, like, are you going to shift two other teams to the SEC East? Because Oklahoma and Texas are both on the west side of the states, yeah. especially for their conference area. Right. So I'm like, you know, how, how's that going to play out with their, obviously, their guy restructuring, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to, I think. And, they're going to have yeah. to do something to restructure, and, and just like the Big Ten did when... They yep. added the teams, Rutgers and Maryland, and all that stuff. Which that's a you whole know. other podcast we can yeah. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I still would love to see the Big Ten uh, be able to get Notre Dame yes. into them. Um, I think that would be huge. Um, but, you know, it's just not something they've been able to work out. Yeah. I mean, um, and then like, like based I said, on money, you, got, you got the
1: SEC reshuffling, you're going to have the Big, Big 12 reshuffling. And obviously, those are only two conferences we know about, there might be something that happens down the line with the big 10. I think the eight, I think someone, someone has said when those four teams leave the American athletic conference, they might get sucked up into the ACC, the the teams that are remaining. So we'll see,
0: but yeah, there's not going to be that many left. Actually,
1: I think they only have eight teams altogether. So they're losing almost half their teams. Right. Um, BYU obviously is their sunbelt. Or something like that. they're they're nothing I'm not really sure. Mountain oh they're Mountain West they're Mountain West, West. And, yeah so yeah they're not even part of the American Athletic Conference so Mm-mm. but there's still there's a lot of restructuring that has to go so yeah I think wait till 2025 keep everything as is till then even though it's gonna suck for the next couple of years probably
0: mm. it's only three more years three basically. more years yeah but then it's not you, a big deal then
1: you can make you can make the changes you need to in tw- 2026 to make mm-hmm. the stuff actually me be. be more meaningful i think
0: yeah and like i said i think it takes pressure off the teams i think adding more teams to it you know allows for teams with one two or three losses to have Mm -hmm. a a much better chance of getting into the playoff um and and i think that also like you said takes the pressure off the players so that they can you know focus on their studies a little more as well so um all right well did you have anything else you wanted to discuss on this
1: I don't um okay. do you want to put some bets on or not bets but predictions on the national championship?
0: Um I mean I, I, you know just being an Ohio State fan <laughs> I have a extreme hatred for Alabama. Um, so just, you know, my heart wants to say that Georgia is going to win it just because that's really what I want to happen. Right. Um, you know, anytime I can see Alabama go down is, yeah. is definitely something I'm happy about. So, um, you know, my prediction is that Georgia wins the national championship.
1: All right. Well, yeah, i I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, it, it pained me yesterday having to cheer for Michigan. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't like it, it, this is just me as a Big Ten fan. I can't stand the SEC conference as a right. whole. I right. just think they're. Same here. I just I don't like them. Yep. I think they get they're the media darling way too much, and mm-hmm. I think they just get that they get that credit for it. But, um, you know, I was talking to people earlier today that four years ago we had the 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 title game was Georgia versus Alabama, and Bama won in overtime. And mm-hmm. I don't I think. Kirby Smart has learned from that game, and I think he's going to make the adjustments that he needs to. And yeah. I think it's going to be Georgia. It's going to be close. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be close because I oh, think yeah. I think Georgia learned a lot from their loss earlier. Yeah, and I the I like agree. just looking at the prep of the two teams that played, mm-hmm. I think Georgia looked way better mm-hmm. than
0: Alabama did. I could see it coming down to a final play, kind of like the Iron Bowl a few years ago with uh, <laughs> Alabama and Auburn, and you the, know the, the, field, goal that the field goal that missed and then run back for a touchdown. Coming right. down to a final play like yeah, that, could be, I could yeah. see it doing something like that because they're they're very closely matched teams, yeah. and I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight. It know, will it's, be, and, and um, you know, I, I the only thing I don't like about the entire thing is that the last thing I wanted to see was another. Uh, all sec national championship right um you know i would
1: especially a rematch of the actual sec title game exactly
0: exactly and i don't think the playoff committee wanted that i think that's why they seeded the player the teams the way they did yep is that they were hoping that they would be another team that would enter in and you know, honestly, I think the only team that had an opportunity to do that was Michigan, yeah. Um, and they just didn't show up for that game against Georgia. So.
1: Harbaugh, and uh, no no discredit to the players, I don't think Harbaugh had his team prepped right. Yeah. Because you had, Michigan as a whole, had the number one defense in the nation, mm-hmm. had the top two defensive linebackers, and Georgia just handled them like they weren't even there.
0: Well, that that defensive end on Michigan is going to be—he's going to be an NFL star. Yeah, he's going to be an NFL star. He tore up that Ohio State offensive yes, line. He did. That's the main reason why Michigan won that game against Ohio mm-hmm. State was because they just could not stop him. He nope. was in on Stroud like on every play. He was yeah, and, and it, it was just and If ridiculous. Stroud
1: tried to pass, the other defensive end would—they bas- would just basically pinch the whole line and yeah. basically shut him down. Yeah, but they weren't there yesterday like yeah. I, I, didn't I, i don't hear, know what happened i, I didn't don't know hear why. them get called at all yeah. in any play
0: i don't know what happened to him maybe he's hurt i don't know what the situation is but yeah you know he just he wasn't the same player he was nope. against ohio state and even in the big 10 championship yeah um he wasn't the same player against georgia that he was against any of those teams so right. you know but anyway um well that was today's topic i hope you enjoyed our candid conversation. If you have any comments about our conversation today, please email us at wick.splaining at gmail.com. And even Donnie has something to say. Like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>
1: subscribe, all right. And just to wrap that up, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify,
0: Apple, and Google Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.